Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to another Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. I am your host for today, Callie, and I have an exciting guest with me. I have Holly Mutlu, and she is an author. She's a motivational speaker. She is even a rapper. She does a little bit of everything, and she has written a book that I'm so excited we get to share about with you today called Joy Is My Jam. Holly, welcome to the Better Together podcast. Thank you, Kelly, for having me. I'm excited to be here today. So Holly, we always start off, where'd this book come from? Why Joy is My Jam? Well, um, as a life coaching counselor, I was realizing there were a lot of women who were like myself, who were privately struggling with anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, for whatever reason, my age group, my era, I'm 51, my niece just said something the other day. She said, is it me or does like my generation is totally cool with, hey, on my way to therapy, like posting <laughs> social media. And she'd be like, your generation's like, you guys don't even ask for help. No, and yeah. I find that there were a lot of women and men who were in the same boat as me and just trying to d- figure out where do I discover joy? Like true joy, not mm-hmm. the temporary fix, not retail therapy, not just a feel good moment, but actual true joy. And so I did an online challenge, like on social media, did like 30 days of joy. And out of that came this book, which was crazy. So Holly, you, you must be just happy all the time, right? That's what joy's about, isn't it? That's what everybody <laughs> thinks. And it's like, no, believe it or not. Like, I, I mean, I want to be happy all the time. My default is to push through pain to get to the point to where I'm like, okay, I just want to push through it. And almost to the point where it's like, let's just go into this denial that it even the pain exists, which leads us into a place of toxic positivity, which is so unhealthy, which is what leads many people to the place that I was, which is burnt out and severe depression. And so leaning into our feelings, allowing them to, I always say we have to feel in order to heal. So, um, being able to lean into that moment of pain and not getting stuck there, but allowing ourselves to feel it, reveal what's going on, and then we can heal it. So no, I'm not happy all the time, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get to the place where I can feel that joy again, because man, it feels so good when you come out of it. Yeah, definitely does. And I guess I think we all want to get to that point, but I would say a lot of people would assume that if you start feeling, actually, it hurts. You said you you got to feel, but you don't. You got to not get stuck there. How do you actively process through those feelings without just shutting down completely? So I'm a word picture person, and I had injured my foot several years ago. I had three surgeries in two years, and after much physical therapy. 
my, the one thing my physical therapist used to say to me all the time is Holly, you got to push to the pain, but not through the pain. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of times what we do emotionally is like I said, we push through the pain where we actually injure ourselves a little bit more. But when we push to the pain to the point to where, okay, I'm pushing to it just enough to feel it, to kind of exercise that muscle just a little bit, to push it a little bit farther. And when you do it in a way that is healthy, that you go, okay, I'm just going to push to it enough that I feel it, but I'm not going to get drowned in it, or I'm not going to re-injure myself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Then when we push to the pain, we're able to feel the pain enough to process it without getting stuck there. So it's going to that place to where you're able to feel that initial emotion and process that feeling and then go back a little bit more. This is where therapy is great. Yes. Go back a little bit more and go deeper each time. And so I think a lot of times what we want to do is we want to dive in head first and just jump right to that deep. And while there are times that that is appropriate, a lot of times it's better just to start and just kind of push to the pain without pushing through it. Hmm. I like that. I would have thought push through it, you know, just kind of keep going until you're fully through it. But I like that, that just, just go in there and see where it goes, not pushing too far, but just get to that point where you can feel those emotions a little bit. Yeah. And then you can process them, each emotion and each feeling in little bits of pieces instead of everything at one time. It's like a bowl of ice cream, which is ice cream is a wonderful thing. But if I try to eat the entire bowl, which is a great thing, in one bite, I'm going to get an ice cream headache. Yeah. And so in order to do it and enjoy the ice cream, I got to do it bite by bite. And mm-hmm. healing is the same way. And he- healing's not as much fun as eating a, a bowl of ice cream. So <laughs> no, if something is not. pleasurable <laughs> as a bowl of ice cream can cause pain in small or in a big bite. Then when we're doing something that's actually painful, trying to do it in one big bite, can cause that much more pain, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely does. And Holly, you're obviously you're a counselor and a life coach. So you walk with people through some of this. Um, and yes. obviously that's an incredible resource. And Roz and I are both big fans of counseling and spiritual direction and life coaching, Amen. just having people to help you through things. But if someone doesn't have that and they're trying to do a little bit, of, and maybe it's not a deep pain, maybe it's just they're just, they don't, they're not at joy and they don't know why. And they can't get there. Is there a good place to start? Or is there a good question to ask? I always love a good question. Oh goodness. There's lots of good questions to ask. Uh, the first place that I always love to start is just journaling. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And, and I think it just sounds so cliche. Oh, just go journal, but to sit down and just get, there's something that happens when a pen or pencil hits paper. And you just begin to write. It's just like all of these things that are trapped in your head or your heart, the emotions that are you've been just like keeping in there. Uh, I liken it to the old um, pinball machine mm-hmm. to where you pull the handle and that ball goes through. And that ball represents our thought process, represents that initial thought that just goes, holy cow. It can, and the, the, the actual pinball machine is our brain. And if we keep the ball in there, which that's the goal of the game, but I feel like that's the goal of the enemy is to keep those negative thoughts trapped in our mind. And what happens with the pinball machine is that ball just bounces around everywhere. It lights things up. It causes a whole bunch of chaos and noise. And, and that's what the enemy wants to do with our negative thoughts. He just plants that little 
thought in our head. So he pulls that trigger back and just releases that thought. And then his goal is just to pound it and just let it continue to go in through the machine. Now at the bottom of the pinball machine, there's those two little thumb things that Mm -hmm. you push and that holds the ball back up. What we do is when we sit and we just entertain those negative thoughts, we're bouncing that ball back inside and keeping the chaos going on in our brain. Whereas when we begin to journal, it's like we take our thumbs off of that little thumb button and it releases those thoughts out of the pinball machine and it just quiets our mind. Yeah. And so I always recommend journaling is first. Like mm-hmm. just dump everything out of your head, just whatever you're thinking. And we may not be thinking anything at the moment, mm-hmm. but something happens when that pen hits paper and suddenly you just find yourself pouring thoughts out. And then you can ask yourself, not why. Because I think we get stuck in the question because why leads to a victim mindset? Why me? Why? But what am I learning from this? Mm-hmm. Or what now? Mm-hmm. We get stuck in the why me. And so it just kind of gets, it's like this negative cycle. Again, it's almost like pulling that trigger on the pinball machine and it's just the negative thoughts going back and forth. But if I ask myself, what can I learn from this? Or what am I learning right now through this? then I can begin to put pieces together because the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for our good and for his glory. And so I know that um, while it may look really, really ugly right now, I know that God is working behind. So my husband took me to see Dirty Dancing uh, on the stage and uh, or in the theater. And I'm looking at the stage and I'm so engrossed in everything that's happening on the stage. And there's all these iconic scenes in the movie. And you're wondering, like the lift in the Mm -hmm. water when they're practicing the lift. Mm -hmm. And I was so engrossed, like, how are they going to do all these things on a stage? Right. And so I'm so engrossed in everything that's happening that I don't even realize that there's a director behind the scenes coordinating everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there were mishaps in the play. I'm sure that there were certain things that went wrong, but I had no idea because the director's job was to make sure that this play goes off without a hitch. It's to make sure that even when something is messed up, the audience doesn't know. They don't Mm -hmm. realize it. Now we are living our lives on our, our own stage, right? Oftentimes we feel like everybody can see all the things that are happening and all the chaos in our lives. And so we get so consumed and so worried what everybody else is thinking and what they're seeing from out there. And we often forget that we have a director behind the scenes who is making things happen so that our lives play out the exact way that they are meant to. And so I think that there are no mistakes there's no things that happen that, that doesn't get by God. God knows what is about to happen. And what God does so wonderfully and miraculously is he pulls it off in such a way that, okay, yeah, we might know that there's something devastating going on on the stage or behind the scenes, but he pulls it off in such a way that it turns out to be this seamless story. And what makes the best stories are the dramatic highs and lows and watching people go through these situations and come out somehow on top. And the only way that we do that is because we have a God that knows how to turn tragedy into triumph. 
And he just works so seamlessly behind the scenes as a director, pulling it all off. We just have to trust that he's there. Yeah. That's such a good analogy. I love that. And it's, and it's um, sometimes we are in the middle of one of those bad points and we think, oh, it's all, it's over. Every, the story my life's done yeah. with. And it's like, no, 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 no. The God's still writing your story. Um, I love, I think it's Philippians, it's in Philippians chapter one, maybe verse six, that he who begins a good work in you will carry it on until the day of completion in Jesus Christ. And so like God's still working, he's still writing that story. He's still working, but it's easy to get so overwhelmed with what's happening right now that we don't look for what God's doing and where God's weaving and working next. Right. Right. I always say, as long as we have breath in our lungs, we have purpose and we have hope. Yeah. Yeah. And hope only comes through Christ. Yes. Well, Holly, what would you say to the person that maybe isn't in the midst of like a crisis or a major thing, but they just kind of feel blah. Like they just, they're, they don't, they're not experiencing joy. They're not experiencing pain either, but they're just kind of going through the motions and they know that they know there's more to this, but they're just, they feel kind of stuck. I think it's easy to get stuck in life, just like going through the motions in life. And when we just go through and allow life to just happen and we don't enjoy what's in front of us, then we get into that place where it's just kind of blah. And sometimes I feel like we spend so much time focused on our destination, our goals, our dreams, and making it happen that we miss the moment in front of us. And so look at this person that is sitting, if they were sitting right here in front of you and I with us, and they're like, yeah, I'm just kind of going through the motions. I kind of just don't know. I'm going to ask, what is it that you love to do? What is it that makes you laugh? What is it that makes you smile. Think back to your childhood and think about the silly silly little things that brought you joy. For me, as crazy as this sounds, skipping. Skipping. You can always tell a happy child because a happy child skips. Yeah. And I'm like, as crazy as this sounds, skip today. Mm -hmm. Literally just skip. Tap into your childhood days, the things that brought you joy and begin to do those little things and start to integrate them back into your day. Yeah. Start looking at the things that we have that we take for granted. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden we just realize, oh my goodness, I have so much more than what I even realized. But because we just almost just put life on autopilot, we don't pay attention to the scenery around us. Yeah. So I'm gonna take I think you're talking about noticing too, even just Hey, it's, it's really starting to pay attention again, you know, instead of take it, take, take life off autopilot and start to, like you said, notice what made you happy as a kid. Notice what is going on around you that might yeah. be just beautiful or fun. Or, I mean, you know, in the fall, the leaves are changing. It's gorgeous colors. Yes. For me, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's such a beautiful day outside, but it seems like too much work to go outside. But when I go outside, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. The fresh yes. air, the sunshine, the the, yes. the sights and sounds. 15 minutes outside is a game changer for your emotional health and your mental health. 15 minutes outside in nature. Take your shoes off. Now, of course, it's starting to get cold. Yeah. But, you know, that's when I plan a trip to the beach once a year and go, okay, yeah. I'm going to soak my feet in the sand. And just, But yes. getting outside, getting outside is 
so good for our mental health and just being outside in nature in God's creation. And you said noticing things. I think about driving in the car mm-hmm. and where I, there are certain routes that we take every single day or every week, right? And we just mindlessly, our, our brains on autopilot, we almost like are thinking about other things as we're driving and don't even pay attention to where we're at. And I think about my drive to church. I have a 25 minute drive to church and I go the back roads because it's prettier out there. And so for the longest time, I would take this route and just didn't pay any attention to it. My brain knew how to get there and I just would put on my music or whatever, just not pay any attention. And one day I started looking around and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I've driven to church how many times and don't even remember the drive because it's just whatever. And then one day I started to look and I was like, oh my goodness, like that little hill there with the cows is absolutely beautiful. Like this Mm -hmm. might be the most beautiful part of Ohio in my mind. Now we live in the flatlands where there's no (laughs) hills. So like, we're talking a little slope, Yes, you know, and then I'm like, I have a friend that lives in Toronto or in Canada in Banff and it's just the mountains are glorious. And I went up and visited her and I was like, goodness, we don't have this in Ohio. And then I realized that Cornfields are the oceans and the mountains of Ohio. Cornfields are gloriously beautiful, (laughs) you know? And there's something about the fall and seeing the seasons change, the little things. And it's just tapping into noticing, like you said, noticing those things and taking our life off of autopilot. Um, If you have small children, uh, it's so hard raising children. And it's the days are long and the years are short. And some days you just go by and you're just like, oh my gosh. But when you step back and you go, oh my gosh, like just to hear them laughing, yeah. it's just such a little gift. And yeah. so to the mom that may be at home today with kids who are sick and down feeling ill, and she's just like, all I've been doing is wiping nose and changing diapers. And this just feels, there's going to come a day, as weird as this sounds, where you're going to look back and you're going to say, I was so glad that I was there to be able to wipe their noses and to Mm -hmm. change those diapers. Because I mean, you're in the the thick of life and that's where the beauty is really is in the thick of those things. Yeah. And kids are great noticers. Oh my goodness. Driving with the kids in the car, all of a sudden they're like, look at that there and hey look there's the water. Look at that cloud. I mean like, and they're like, I see such and such in the cloud. I'm like, Oh, I hadn't even paid attention that there were clouds out. And you know, it just gets me to slow yeah. down and pay attention and and then they want to say the funniest things. I mean, it's just cool to see their little minds and what they're interested in and uh their phrasing and how they yeah. say. I mean, just even just to pay attention. And um my kids love to dance, probably because I love to dance and would always like dance around with when I was pregnant with them. But we always just put on music yeah. after dinner and do a little after dinner dance party in the kitchen. Yeah. Not every night, but just, and sometimes it's just one song, typically Disney music. I mean, something silly and we just mm-hmm. have fun, but just to get to play and not take life so serious. I think sometimes as grownups, we get too serious and we get so serious and we get so task oriented and concerned and all of those things where we just, it weighs us down. It weighs Mm -hmm. us down. It's like, it's almost like a little child has a a helium balloon as adults. We attach a brick to that. Yeah. Yeah. And our minds just attach a brick to it. Just take that scissors, cut the string from the brick and hang on to that blue and just begin to 
be in awe of the balloon, whether you're playing with it or releasing it and watching it fly. Like it's just to go back to that childlike wonder is Mm -hmm. so much fun. And taking us back there to those times is just like, we didn't really need a whole lot to be happy. We were just in a moment where everything was so awesome because we didn't know our, our minds just weren't so concerned with whatever it is that they get bogged down with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we move at such a fast pace. I think about when I was, um, my kids were, I'm an empty nester now. So I think about when my kids were younger and I would be so task oriented and I would be in such a hurry that I almost pushed myself or pushed my kids and pulled them mm-hmm. through those moments in the store to where I'm like, Oh, and I would be like, no, 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 we got to get going. We've got this to do, or we've got that. And I'm like, yeah, I got to stop too. And mm-hmm. I've got to pause. And now here I am on the other side of parenting and a grandparent. And I'm like, man, I've got the time to slow down. And I'm just like, and now it doesn't, it's never too late to slow down. Mm-hmm. It's never too late to slow down. So yeah. I'm slow now when I'm with my kids. They've watched my whole transformation over the years. My younger two um, were home when I began to actually get healthy emotionally And so they were able to watch my journey and seeing a difference in their mom, Hmm. you know, as who was sometimes difficult to get out of bed and just pushing, like just on autopilot, just doing whatever it is that I got to get through the day just until it was dark. So I could put on my pajamas again and go back to bed to watching mom be adventurous and almost embarrassing because there (laughs) now she's rapping, you know, but it's (laughs) tapping into those things that you love to do. And being okay with, forget about what people think. I'm ready to just go skip down the road today. Oh my goodness. I love it. You seem so free, Holly. And what a joy. And I know others are probably hearing that in the conversation, just the freedom that's coming. How cool that your kids got to watch the transformation. I know some people are perhaps thinking it it's too late or it's too overwhelming or it's too big of a change. Um, but I love some of the practical things that you've given us, just little steps, just even starting to to journal, just taking a few minutes to journal. I mean, that's a way to slow down, to pause. And you know, one of the journaling prompts that my spiritual director gave me is just starting with the phrase, God, if I'm really honest, and then just word vomit, like yes. just get it all out there. If yes. you can really name how you're feeling. And, um, I was a good Christian girl. And so I, I didn't think I was allowed to feel angry. And then I realized how much there often there was anger beneath the surface. Right. And when I started to name it, I could then say, okay, now why did that push my buttons in such a way and start digging to what a little bit of what was underneath? I mean, there's so much, then when you have that healing and can name it, you stop all the yeah. leaking of that anger out onto other people and can actually deal with yes. it in a healthy way. So I think those are yes. you know, some good practical places for people to start. I love that. Yeah. I think as uh, growing up in, in the church and as a Christian, it was almost like we weren't allowed to, and, and maybe not everybody experienced this, but I know in my personal journey and experience, it felt like I wasn't allowed to feel angry or have negative feelings because, well, as a Christian, I'm supposed to be happy all the time. Or if I do feel this way, then it's a reflection of a lack of faith on my part. Mm-hmm. When the reality is we're human beings yeah, having a human experience with human emotions and God equips us with one another to help us process those things. And I think it's easy to find ourselves in isolation 
And so to have a trusted friend or mentor or counselor, therapist, spiritual director, someone that you can really just be honest with, mm-hmm. because we weren't meant to walk these roads alone. That's so good. And Ali, I know some people might be looking for a counselor or life coach or just for some wisdom. How th- how can they get and follow you? How can they learn from you? How can they get your book and connect with you? Well, the book is on uh, Amazon. So it's Joy is My Jam. And you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, any of those. Or you can reach out to me um, or go to my website, hollymootloo.com and reach out to me. I'm happy. I'm always, I always love to connect with people and really just encourage others. That's my heart's desire is to encourage others to bring them into a place of freedom out of toxic positivity where I lived for so long and into true freedom and true joy. Mm, I love that. Well, friends, remember we are, we're not meant to be alone. We are better together. And Holly, thank you for joining us and for sharing today on the better together podcast. Thank you again for having me, Callie. Well, friends, if this has been encouragement to you, I hope you'll share it with someone else who might need it as well. And you can connect with Holly online and find joy is my jam. And we just pray that you would get to experience that true healing and true joy in Jesus name. Amen. God bless.